friends, and welcome to Pod Return to the Waking Sands. We are a Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast where we explore the lore and story of Hydaelyn and beyond. My name is Jen, and I'm joined by my co-host and researcher. I'm Levi. Hello, Levi. So today, Jen, we are starting a, um, a quick two-parter about the Primal Nature Quest series. This is the storyline in which we revisit the new forms of the original Final Fantasy XIV primals, Ifrit, Titan, and Garuda. Today, we are going to be playing to the end of the A Recurring Nature quest segment. A recurring problem. Excuse me, A Recurring Problem. And next time, we'll be doing Primal Nature. A Primal Problem. No. (laughs) Uh, anyway, so yeah, this is a blue quest series, but half of this quest line is actually required in order to progress the main story quest beyond a realm reborn. So it's a mandatory optional quest. I feel like one of those words cancels out the other. It's, I, it's I agree. A, just kind of a gut. gut it's, it's like Crystal Tower, though, in which this was presented. You know, it's, it's a blue quest here. Here's this optional stuff. Oh, wait, actually, you have to now do it. It's mandatory. I mean, that's the great thing about the game is you can kind of like do what the fuck ever you want. But if you do want to progress, you're going to have to deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, you can spend the rest of your life omnicrafting, doing fucking, yeah, a, a ton of stuff. <laughs> sure. I'm just saying it's an oddity in that very few blue quests are actually required. I understand why they are. For yeah, this one, I guess but... in the in the in the early game, a lot of them are necessary. I think that's like kind of what they teach you. Um, that's something that I forgot. I'm like, oh, blue quest. That seems cool. Fuck it. Some of them are mandatory, like you need to do your job quest, for instance. Some of them are yeah. highly advisable. You probably want your grand company mount. I don't know if it actually ever <laughs> makes you do that, but you definitely want <laughs> want your chocobo. I can't imagine somebody walking around their entire Final Fantasy experience. I believe that those people exist. Well, I heard someone realizing in FC, this was like a year or maybe even two ago, I don't know, but they did not realize you didn't have to fight every enemy you you aggroed. Like if you run away, they will reset. Oh my God. But they were apparently every time some asshole vine trap or whatever. Yeah, they're just just walking through the forest and something, yeah, it was going to go boing. I'm like, shit, I got to stop and turn around and deal with it. Like, no, just walk away. Just leave. Well, you know, that's one way to get XP. Hit the bricks. Is that a runaway? It's a share zone thing, Jen. Oh. What? You don't show me. You've got the card game. I know you do. Yeah, well, you know, hit the bricks, I believe, is something that predates the share zone, to be fair. You predate the share zone. Maybe not in that spelling, but... You know, the the share zone is riffing on something that existed. Um, moving on then. This quest line is kind of a mess, though, because it doesn't tell you when the mandatory portions end. Actually, the whole structuring of it is very weird. I and that problems because you're 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 going to people with probably two or three different quests for you to yeah. pick up. And if you pick it up with like a level 47 person instead of a level 50 person, in which case that's something I definitely did because I'm like, I've got, I have a lot of, a lot of things up in the air, all right? I'm juggling a lot of balls. I am, I am leveling a lot of characters. So I went up and to, to get the thing from Oriange and, um, I was my, my black mage that I'm leveling right now and I was level 47. I'm like, where, where is the quest? It doesn't exist. I'm going to the wiki. What have I done wrong? What have I missed? I'm like, no. 
I'm just, I have to be level 50. So, you, you know, it's just, it's gobbledygook. And also, Orion J has the Odin unlock quest too. Like, it's, he's got everything. It's such a fucking mess That's in the what way. I'm saying. It's... Yeah, he's got like three <laughs> things and you could absolutely miss it or you, you'll, you'll just get lost in the weeds. It's very confusing. Oh. This won't be until next time, but I think that it was Catherine Wolfshead that said that they actually ended up doing all the extremes too because they thought they were mandatory. Like, how would you know the difference, frankly? You wouldn't. But yeah, so um, so. they just like kept on trucking way past the mandatory part and did some extremes. Good on them. They're great, but also like not not something every player wants to sign up for, for God. sure. Yeah. Anyway, um, we're getting ahead of ourselves here a little bit. So, Jen, at the end of the A Realm Reborn credits, there was that post-credit scene where we're having that big party in Mordona, but then a soldier runs up going, a primal has awoken, and everyone freaks out. Yeah. This is a direct continuation of that moment. It's not in the main story. It, this is what that event kicks off. Which makes sense. So the the realm, we're, we're like in cleanup mode and everybody's freaking out. So, of course, the, the tribes are going to be wondering, like, what the fuck is going on? Like, everybody felt that that roar, right? Like, okay, now we're in the shit. Five years ago, we had a calamity. Now we have a whole bunch of, like, Empire versus Eorzea stuff going on. And now, like, something something deep within the Earth is threatening to uh, come and kill us all. All right, so let's go ahead and summon our primals again. Uh, because shit's going down. We don't know what the fuck. This all makes sense. Then Asians. Yes, then Asians, of course. We don't get to face down the actual culprit, the instigator of that roar yet. We have to deal with some other stuff first before we have the ability to actually follow up on that lead directly. Yeah, we don't even know what it is. But this so. this quest chains into that one. So let's talk around it more. Let's get in, down to it. Okay. We, we are teleported back to the Waking Sands after the end credits. And we see that Minfilia has a blue quest for us called A Recurring Problem. All of the Scions are gathered in the Waking Sands now. Though we've barely had a chance to rest since the whole Ultima Weapon thing, there is still work to do. The Ultima Weapon's destruction seems to have emboldened the Beast Tribes, who are calling down Primals once more. They also have an apparent hookup to vast quantities of elemental crystals with which to fuel the summoning rituals. This prodigious quantity will mean for stronger primals than before, so strong that they might just require eight adventurers to defeat. Oh, okay. I think we could scrounge some people up. We'll figure it out. Thancred theorizes that the tribes began hoarding crystals after the Ultima weapon defeated their gods all in one go, in that one scene where it just sucked up all three primals at once. As a predictable reaction to the Empire's push against them, to the Empire's aggression. The Grand Companies are aware of this new primal problem, but in the wake of Operation Archon, they are tapped out, so it falls to us, the official Warrior of Light, to deal with it. How happy are you? And they say that the etheric waves that we observed in Mordona are not tied to any of the Beast Tribe activity. That's a mystery for later. For now, we'll deal with the immediate primal threat. So Minfilia says, sorry, but you got to go back in there. And we say, hells yeah, we will. At this point, 
Thancred gets a chance to thank us for saving him from the Asian's possession. He says that he feels powerless due to his recent failure, and he wants to be stronger so he can do better. And he swears that he will not be a burden again. I mean, he wasn't a burden before, but uh, yeah, I get it. Uriyanje will take us from here. So we head over to the Waking Sands break room to say what's up, Uriyanje. Uriyanje wisely states that whether man or beast man, we are wont to seek power when plunged into the black depths of despair. And first on the despair list are the Amalja, who have already summoned Ifrit. Thancred, as the Ulda and Thanalan contact, will be assisting us. But Thancred says, while he would love to join us in the field, the students of Beldesian, who are helping him to recover from his possession, insist that he stay on light duty for now. Yeah, he's just, he's going to be the easiest person in the world to enthrall. <laughs> well, also, apparently, he has been permanently made more susceptible to possession. At least that's what these students tell us. Yeah. So he's going to be on yeah, the seal is intel broken. duty. For our Ulda Grand Company business, we, of course, go to Flame Commander Swift, who will assist us on getting into the field. So we head for the Hall of Flames. It's going to be a lot of this. Going to the um, Grand Company Commander, having a conversation. The conversations are going to be very similar. Yeah. So it's just going to be copy-paste, uh, <laughs> the, the the primal scenario, and then it's going to be Ulda, Gridania, or Limsa Limsa. So first, first off, we hit up Commander Swift, Mortal Flames. He confirms that the Amalja have summoned a, an Ifrit more powerful than the last. So he uh, asks us to vanquish Ifrit. This time, I think the last time we accessed it via the Etherite in uh, Zaharak? No, we have not done this yet. Um, beforehand, we were captured inside that That's cave. That's right. Yeah, we were brought kicking and screaming. So yeah, so now what we can do is get into Ifrit's abode via the Etherite. That's deep, deep within Zaharak territory. And if you've done the Amalja tribe quests at this point, you know how much of a pain in the butt this will be to get to. Unless you have flight, and if you're doing these quests, you definitely have flight. So fine. you do now. The yeah. pioneers did not have flight. The pioneers. The the OG a realm reborners did not have flight. Yeah. So you're gonna yeah to to fight your way through. I mean, this is you couldn't you couldn't go any deeper into this territory. Unreal. Um. So yeah, you fly there. Totally fine. And we are told this will be the case for every single Aetherite we have to attune to. They are constructed of salvaged Aetherite shards. So there are now these like beast tribe Aetherite networks that connect their territories. And we attune to these ones, which will let us teleport deeper into their domain and confront the primals. Yeah, it's, it's pretty convenient. Like, thanks, guys. These Aetherites look very sickly. <laughs> they're all shattered is it, why. They're, they're... It's just, he says cobbled together. That's literally what they are. Yep. It's just a pile cool shapes though but this one is a spooky aetherite of deep blue crystal inside a torch studded cave i love this location i like this a lot so we attune to it it's a long ass attune bar and once finished we gain access to ifrit's domain at this point the quest just ends it's like here has some gc seals no money no xp because it's level 50 and this was level cap back then right 
you just get GC seals. It's super weird seeing this, this yeah. blank turn in screen like, with fuck? just seals and nothing else. And again, this is where the quest chain seems to end. We unlock the bull of embers hard, but there's no like quest step saying go fight Ifrit or go back to the waking sands or no, whatever. You it's just, just have this new duty accessible. That's it. So, okay. Um, we queue up for it and we face down Ifrit hard mode. The hard trials are, it's really annoying because the game, we talked about this during the hard dungeon episode, it's not hard. It's a normal eight person trial. Is it harder than the four person, like level 20, whatever, 30, whatever, Ifrit trial? Yes. Yeah. But this is normal difficulty for a level 50 trial. Yeah. So talking about it like it's hard is just an extreme misnomer. Anyway, that's all. Psychological warfare is what it is. There we go. You just queue up for these in the um, the duty finder. No need to do anything special with party finder or whatever. People who run trials roulette will get dumped into the party with you and you'll have a good time. These are like the true forms of the um, of the primals. And it's always weird getting stuck back in like the four person one. Like you'll queue up for LDR and get shoved into the four person primal trial. And it feels kind of empty with how few mechanics there are compared to their trial form. When you say trial form, it's all they're it's it's all trial, right? They're all trials. Yes and no. Like the four person one is a trial, technically speaking, but you you access it from the leveling duty roulette, which is ninety nine percent composed of dungeons. Correct. It's always a bummer when you get. At least it, it's kind of for me because like you don't you don't get the same amount of XP. Like you super don't. You don't because you get XP per boss and there's one boss in that. You'll you'll spend way more time in the queue if you're a DPS. Maybe <laughs> even if you're a healer, uh, then you will be in this thing. And that's like a it's such it's so deflating. I'm like, God damn it. You know, like, hey guys, I, I swear I'm happy to see you all. I'm just bummed to be in this particular trial after waiting in queue for 14 minutes. Not your fault. Maybe heal more gin. Uh even even healer. Healers still have queue times. Tanks? No, never. When I've been queuing up for roulettes recently, I've gotten Instapops as healer. Oh, I'm happy I, it, for you. It depends on time of day and luck and so on, of course. Most of the time, it's a very quick queue, yes. But there have been times where I'm like six minutes in as a healer. I'm like, yeah, what's going on there? Anyway, this is the Ifrit hard trial. So we enter. We get a fresh cutscene. We see Ifrit in his powered up glory. And we're going to fight him with seven other people. <clears throat> it's really annoying to me, though, for these trials that... Like, one tank has nothing to do. There are far too few trials that have off-tank mechanics for them, and it's super annoying. It's, it's usually, like, the first person to pop stance or the first person to pull, even if it means, like, like run forward and mm. hit them with a range attack, is the, quote, main tank for that pull. And it sucks to queue up as a tank and be, like, a glorified but worse DPS. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're there to pick up if the tank dies, but I'd rather have there be, it's like, a job to do. Happen. Yeah. Anyway, um, that gripe aside, uh, we're going to do it. Like normal mode, Ifrit has cleaving fire breath attacks, so don't stand in front unless you're the main tank. He also adds a knockback to his rotation, so that'll be annoying and just a thing that happens. And then there's like the usual ground markers, the embery cracks in the ground that will soon explode into flame. And then the flame puddles, which blanket most of the arena and leave just a few safe spots. Those were all in the normal version in one form or another. A new mechanic, though, I think, are the charges. Yep. Where Ifrit will jump into the air and then he'll 
spawn a clone on the arena's edge, which will soon charge across the arena in a big damaging dash. So, you know, don't stand where they could potentially be charging into. So that's new. And then uh, there's there are multiple nails in this one instead of just yep. one. The nails are the big flaming spikes that spawn. And you need to prioritize these with your damage because if they are not killed in a time window, they will explode and wipe the party. Important lessons for the extreme version. <laughs> but yeah, those are the only two things that I wrote down. It was the dash and the multiple nails. Yep. That's the, the new stuff mainly. Um, otherwise, it's just like a ramp up. And as the fight progresses, he just adds in more mechanics more often. So more dashes, more fire. It just ramps up a bit as it goes on. No new mechanics, though, after the first round. So that's it. We that's, defeat that's Ifrit that. and we pop out of the Aetherite. And we're like, hmm, I wonder if there's anything else to do. There's no quest direction. Empty quest log. Standing alone outside the place you queued up in, that's it. Yep. But if you pray return to the Waking Sands again and talk to Papalimo this time, that's where this quest picks up. Yeah. So we're going back to... There's no reason to go back. <laughs> but you go back. Uh, so you're like, hmm, I bet there's more to do. I guess I'll find out. You'll you go, go back, back the there eventually sense. for the main story, but there's no guarantee that you're going to pick up on like a random blue quest that appeared, especially if you're dodging the harder quests. Yeah, if you even know that that's a thing, which I didn't. But if you go back into the break room at the Waking Sands and Papalimo will have a, uh, a quest for you this time because Papalimo and Ida are the scions assigned to the Twelvedswood. So Papalima tells us of Garuda's summoning. Well, first um, he says, good job killing Ifrit, parentheses hard. Well, yeah. So he's like, you know, they summoned Garuda. And, you know, I was, after we defeated the ultimate weapon, I was fully prepared to open a bottle of 1547 Bacchus wine. And, uh, but now the celebration's got to wait now. So the storm she had previously summoned to protect her domain, the Howling Eye, is but a gentle breeze compared to the crazed maelstrom that encircles her now. So we're not going to be just taking a ship in there. It's We'd all get torn to bits. So luckily, the uh, Ixal within uh, Nettleland, they have their own fucked up just mess of an etherite that we can use. Huzzah. <laughs> and this information, the, informa the information about this etherite was provided by the ish guardians which is weird yeah we get told this after we go to the adder's nest and say what's up commander Versailles." when he tells us that they found this aetherite i was like what the fuck i have a hard time believing that the ish guardians are going to let you tromp around deep in their territory and then he brings up the line about this being courtesy of ishgar so i'm like thank you yeah so yeah commander hilwa is is like yeah they just offered this up but you know we helped them quite a bit with their false inquisitor problems so this is this is a thank you and now they're like all right we've washed your hands of you this is the last favor you get fine it's a good one yeah first off we head to the aetherite which is the same deal as before we head to the very depths of natalan that cliffside ixal camp in kurthus central highlands and perched on the edge of the abyss there is this deep purple or periwinkle as i think one of our party members called it aetherite um so periwinkle for me is 
um, like a mid-tone bluish purple. Um, a deep purple well, is different. I can see both because the way that lights shine in it, it looks a lot brighter in the center. And then you see like the crystal's true color on the outside where there's no interior lights. So I think there are room for both interpretations within this color scheme. Sure. I like periwinkle. It's a, I think it's a, an underrated color. So yeah, so now we have to we have to attune to this guy so we can get it to the howling eye. Easy peasy. Howling eye, parentheses hard. Parentheses hard. So yeah, um, so this fight, um, it's it's more complex than Ifrit, but it's just it's just different mechanics, you know. Um, so there's these cairns. There's there's four cairns in the arena. Garuda has cleaves, of course, so keep her pointed away from the party. And she will throw out random area of effects at random players. So it's a good idea to spread out to avoid multiple people being clipped. Also, the AoEs can damage the pillars. So make sure you're not pointing her cleaves or baiting her like wind balls around the pillars. Otherwise, they're going to get worn down and you might be in trouble when it comes time for the um, the raid-wide pillar check mechanic. She also has a point-blank AoE, which can damage the pillars. Theme is don't be by the pillars. Finally, um, before she checks on the pillars, uh, she summons a ton of razor plumes. These are these little swirling green feathers that will fly around and hit the pillars. So kill the, the feathers before the pillars get worn down. You check your pillar health when she flies up and lands, and she'll drop AoEs then, which you need to hide behind the pillars for. And I believe the final mechanic when she does her phase transition to the final phase she will wipe out all the pillars remaining and then if there are not enough intact at that time that's when you will wipe if you've not done a good enough job of protecting those rock cairns that's going to carry forward to the extreme as well important lessons are learned at the very end uh, she's going to drop like five like tornadoes that just will persist they're just it's the new reality you deal with it they're there forever um, and they will remove accessibility to like three quarters of the arena. So position accordingly. She also summons ads now. These are the mini Garudas or the sisters named Suparna and Charada. They each tether to Garuda, one with a red tether and one with a green tether. The green one heals her. So kill that ad first. These guys behave very much like Garuda does, including the same moves. So it can be a lot at once. That's going to be, they're going to be problematic in the extreme. They, they weren't really like a big deal when I did the hard, the hard one. Yeah. If you can get those guys down, it's mostly clean up and clear. So good job. Um, that's Garuda taken care of. Yay, we did it. Oh. Once no. again, we get spit out with no guidance, but the theme is pray return to the waking sands. So we do so. And there is one more blue quest. That means Yishtola will be our hookup. Yeah. I, I have like two sentences for this one. I'm like, okay, same shit. She tells us that she checked on the kobolds earlier, actually predicting this would happen. And she had found no crystal stash inside their tunnels. But it turns out they were concealing their crystal stash. They're keeping it secret. <clears throat> so yes, they have summoned Titan, even though her best efforts show that we were in the clear for now. It's just funny. Like, of course they're going to hide them. Why weren't they always hiding them? I don't know. That's just funny. 
Like, we were looking for the crystals. We didn't find any. <gasps> they hid them? Those crafty bastards. Who would have thought? Hiding a bunch of crystals. Is there no honor among thieves? Titan is believed to be the mightiest of the current primal incarnations. That title having belonged to Garuda previously. There are two factors that determine a primal's power, Yashola tells us. The crystals it has fed upon and the fervor of its believers. Yashola doesn't know any stories of exceptional fervor, some exceptional event that caused the kobolds to be really in a, in a tizzy. This time, she's not sure. It's a bit of a mystery where this extra strength is coming from. Maybe they hid their fervor too. Nice. Just hiding all the things. She says that the company of heroes secret aetherite is no longer working. The kobolds have closed that back door into their tunnels. Oh, right. Because that's just out in the open. That was just like, you can go on a hike and stumble upon the well, aetherite. In the world design of Final Fantasy XIV, yeah, yes. But that's also in the outskirts of kobold territory. I mean, no. I mean, you're not going to be just casually walking by, but you could just drop in very easily. But no, now they've stashed this the new aetherite like way the fuck into this. So Ogamoro, this place is crazy i get really turned around in here all the time i always have to have the map up to know where the fuck i'm going but also on the way to this crystal there is like a false passage because yeah the ogomoro yeah. mines are a fuck ton of tunnels yeah so you have to like like double back and do some some weird shit like it's you will absolutely fly by these openings like you'll just the killer thing though is that the the way that you should be able to get to the crystal is just like a closed door. It's like a metal bulkhead door that connects one part of the mines to the other. It's just perma-closed. Yeah, so you have to go like around. Yeah. Yeah, the long way. Of course it's the long way, because then you have to f encounter a whole bunch of dudes and fight them. And the like the easiest etherite to get to is obviously the the one in Nettleland because it's just open. Yeah. You just like fly over, drop in, who cares? Um, Zaharak less so because it's a little bit more closed in, but this one is really difficult because the ceilings are like 10 feet high and you're just, you're, you're going to get targeted, but it's, you know, whatever, you're fine. Yeah. If you have flight, it's still fine. I, um, I had to fight one guy by the time I had reached the Aetherite, the others had given up. Yeah. It's still, it's fine. This Aetherite is a glowing violet crystal mound through which we enter the navel hard. <laughs> one note here is that. I believe that Titan hard mode used to permakill players that were knocked off the edge during this fight. Yeah. As in, if you got knocked off the edge, you could not be rezzed back into the fight. They just had to deal with without. <laughs> Which, it, it sucks because that mechanic will prey on new players. And if you're like a first timer, he queues up for Titan hard, then you're going to get knocked off because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And you will just wallow. Uh, down below, in your shame, the whole time. Right, it's while the experienced players in the roulette clear are, the fight. Are, are annoyed, and yeah, you don't get to even do the thing. So yeah. how the fuck are you supposed to learn if you're just... Yep. Yeah. No, bad mechanic, they patched it out. I don't know when exactly they removed that, and like, good job for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially, again, like, this is the whole 50, which is, like, scrub tier Nobody in the scheme of the game. what they're doing, yes. Right? So good job, um, Yoshi P., Bad job putting that in there in the first place. <laughs> well, you know, it just, just actions have consequences. Like, okay, and 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 you know, this is this is touted uh, of all of the hard uh, primal fights. It is touted as the most difficult. So it's it's like they really wanted to drive that home, but it's it's not productive. Nope. Well, they fix it, so it's fine. 
Also, like, you know, it should be permadeath because you fall off you fall off the edge of this arena, literally into like a lake of lava. Like you done. There is nothing to resurrect. I really don't recall. So this is when um, he's going to have his. Uh, I don't know what the mechanic is called, but he will he will jump out of sight, and then there will be a like a proximity sort of AOE that will um, start to signal. You have to go to the edge of that AOE so that you're not. Um, it, it is like a proximity. So yeah. the, the closer you are to the center or where he drops back down, the more damage you take. So you go to the absolute furthest edge you can. Everything within the red zone is going to actually disappear completely. He's going to do this a couple of times, so the arena will get smaller and smaller and smaller. And this is also when we see um, Titan's heart. Uh, so this is this is very similar to um, is it is it Karn? Uh, so the golem has is like yeah. a golem stone. Um, you have to fight fight the heart, destroy the heart, and then Titan will become um, targetable again. Right. So it's like a middle phase of the fight when his heart is exposed yeah. temporarily. And the music changes to that sweet chorus. It looks cool, too. He's got this like this big glowing. And I like some of the weaponry that you get from this fight mm-hmm. um, will have that same like heart aesthetic into I it. I love the looks of these weapons, but I have a hard time finding a pairing glam because it looks so rough and crude. Yeah. And so many of the Final Fantasy fourteen glams are pretty. They're very refined. They're very decorative. And whenever I try to wear like a kind of a more hardcore outfit, like something that's a bit less refined on a character, their perfect smooth skin and anime <laughs> hair just ruin the look. You're just going to have to go back in and, you know, get your get uh, your Jean Delane. Go back to your room, get him to put, give you like some rad ass like face tattoo, and then you're fine. Okay. You know, there we you, go. you're gonna have to carry that glam forward quite a long time to make all of this worth uh, it. This but... is a wild aside, but like I, I hate the warrior gear because that shows some chest, but even like the guy's you're chest opening up are your, like, like your thoracic cavity to damage. Not the like armor <laughs> Hello, supposed to protect ribs. you. I'm not, I'm not going on the realism tangent. Right. That, I'm talking about the fact that there's like no chest hair, so you've got this like gnarly ass warrior outfit, and like oh, your perfectly no. smooth no. like waxed skin arrow man poking through it. Arrow aerodynamics, hundred percent. Very important <laughs> in a fight. Anyway, the the main mechanic here is knock you off the edge. He will do his landslides, which will knock anyone caught in them off the edge of the arena. God, I got caught by that so many times. He also drops overlapping grad markers too you got to dodge those things and not dodge off the edge i i think during our extreme fight one of our players was talking about them dragooning off the edge like they would do like the dragoon backflip oh there's no room for that no (laughs) there's also the the rock prisons like the um the earthen jails which will trap players you got to bust them out hopefully not busting them out right before a knockback happens you're free oh you're dead dead. um and then so in this game, I, I, this is all, because of the voice acting, I was I learned that G-A-O-L is pronounced jail. Yeah. Makes total fucking sense. I've only ever seen that word written. So you you see it and you're like, oh, that means gale, gowl, gowl, yep. something like, no, it's just jail. G is in, uh, you know, is in GIF. 
the don't, final don't at me i'm yes <laughs> i say gif i say gif i'm a gif person okay <laughs> good coverage in yeah anyway the other mechanic in the fight are the bomb boulders this is when titan drops down those flashing boulders in succession the last one to fall is the last one to explode so stand on that one once the earlier ones detonate, move into their space, and then you'll dodge the latecomers. Yep. That's it. Not a new mechanic in general to Final Fantasy, but new to this fight. After we defeat Titan, the mandatory quest string is over. It ends. <sighs> no, no fanfare, Bye. no story, just you, you did it. Complete quest. Done. And then you stand all alone by your um, Aetherite in the mines, wondering what to do next. What we're going to do next, Jen, is move on to the Extreme Trials next time. Yeah. So next time we'll be playing through all of the Primal Nature quest line. That is part two of this, uh, where we will encounter these primals again in extreme mode. They're even more powerful than before and even more powerful than before that. XX Extreme. What? Well, that will do it for today's episode. Uh, sorry it's so short, guys. They can't all be over an hour long, all right? It's a lot of, it's a lot of talking. Um, and editing. And it, fucking editing, yes. We have had a big run of long episodes, and a, a normal duration will be nice. I know. Well, uh, we're going to be talking to Uriange a lot in the next one, so that'll be long, right? <laughs> <laughs> Windbag. Uh, we love Uriange. Anyway, uh, so that's that's this episode. Thank you guys again so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate y'all. We appreciate the guys who, who joined us on the on the hard fights. It was it's super fun. Um, do we have a list of names? That's next time, but yes, we do. Okay, uh, so we'll do some shoutouts then. And uh, if you guys want to get in touch with us, you totally can. We have an email. It's um, uh, podreturnffxiv at gmail.com and also there's the discord now so check the show notes for information and uh, pop on in and share whatever the fuck you want pictures of your pets uh in game or out <laughs> and just uh general discussions about like just fucking whatever uh, and that's how you get to join some of this group content too is if you're in the discord um and we put out uh calls for people to to join up and if you ever want to do that that's how you do that And with that, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode and have a good day or night and we will see you next time.